Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and today on the show, we welcome back my co-host, Justin Hausman. We recorded together for the first time in a while, so it made sense to break that conversation up into two parts. Part one is what you're listening to now, and it features an email from a listener and the ensuing conversation between Justin and I regarding the episode I put up last week on a press release from Houdini Sportswear and the general state of outdoor brands and the amount of stuff that they make. It really felt like this conversation needed to stand alone. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about Long Weekend Coffee. With four varieties of beans, Long Weekend is the best coffee to start your outdoor adventures every day, not just on the weekend. Head to longweekend.coffee and be sure to enter the promo code ROCK10 for 10% off of your first order. Long Weekend Coffee. More weekend, please. All right, let's start the show. So let's get into the mailbag. We got to give our pal Tacoma Phil some some spec. We got to clear out for him because he's been sending a bunch of emails. He's definitely our first super fan. And I'm not making this up. As we're recording this, it's 9.50 a.m. on Friday, September 22nd. I could show you the timestamp. Phil just emailed us again. So we're going to read this fresh from, from okay. neither Justin and I have read this. I'm just going to go ahead and start reading it and see where it goes. And if it sucks, we'll edit it out. All right. <laughs> Colin, I enjoyed your breakdown of your overall through-line thesis on the industry and look forward to future episodes dealing with EDI and social environmental impact of the industry. I think she, he must be talking about uh, the episode I put up this week about Houdini's new store, which we're going to talk a little bit oh, about yeah. that kind of stuff later on. I might feel like you are alone in calling out companies, but you are not. Oh, Phil, you're my boy. I would note oh. that companies are made up of many people who agree with you and are fighting the good fight at meetings and the decisions being made. Not to make excuses, though, people in the industry do get stuck in not knowing the difference between impact and intent, as we all do from time to time. It's a good you, point. As you know, as you know, I do think it's hard in a capitalistic system to make less stuff. That's true. Case in point, Patagonia, as you highlighted. Furthermore, the reality is a lot of the industry is owned by Vanity Fair and Columbia. Yes, it is. And these big conglomerates are, are unlikely to make significant changes to their production, in their production. I was also, last paragraph here, I was also reflecting on how the industry brainwashes people into thinking they really need specialized stuff to go outdoors and have a good time. Phil sounds like we should, we should hang out with Phil. I think he agrees. With, he, he, I, think Phil, I think Phil's auditioning. Is what yeah. <laughs> it's three-man pod here, Phil. We need, we need another white guy on this pod, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this mindset contributes to the making and purchasing of more stuff as well as decreases inclusion by essentially scaring p- people away if they don't have the perfect kit. I have conversations with friends all the time where they feel like they can't do something because they need some super specialized thing first. It usually comes down to me saying, just go. The stuff you have is fine. But you know, people love buying new things and growing up and growing up like good little consumers. Can you blame them? I always say if John Muir didn't have it, then it's not required. Not that I always follow my own words. Best always, Philip. That's nice. Yeah, that's, Phil? a good, you know, that's a nice email. Phil's good. Phil's, good. Phil's on the right path. That's a good point about th- – those are two really good points, the, the intent versus – I forget what the impact. I mean that's yeah. true. Like you can't – well, one, all you can do is intent. You can't really – like after, after you've tried, you've intended to do something, the impact is kind of out of your hands anyway. But like uh, also the one that, you know um, – there are people that might be super passionate about these, you know, either not buying more stuff or, or the impact of, of making things, but they're, you know, they're low level employees. I mean, it, it does seem to be the case that once it gets higher up in the chain, 
like they're all the same, right? Like, like I'm sure the C-suite of Patagonia, it wouldn't be that different than the C-suite of Ford, you know, like in, in certain ways. So, well, so it's uh, funny you, that you, you said that because the, um, so just to get, get some context for anybody who didn't listen to the other episode, I'll link it basically. Uh, and we could just get into this right now. Probably we can skip ahead because, it, because it, this, this uh, also touches on something that you wanted to talk about too. So Houdini announced this week, they're opening a circular store in Stockholm. So circular is, you know, like there's regenerated, everything gets regenerated. There's no waste in a circular economy. So they're whole, they're going to have rentals. They're going to have secondhand. It's trying to, trying to make, um, have stuff, make less stuff and have it last longer is kind of the platform they're going for. And in the episode I kind of contend with is that Patagonia is still a billion dollar for all the good they do. And like I keep, I want to reiterate, Patagonia does still does more probably than anybody. They lobby against oil companies. They do a lot of good stuff, mm-hmm. but to be a billion dollar company, you have to make tens of millions of products. And, or, and, or you just sell one for a billion dollars. Well, that's that also, true. That'd be amazing yeah. if you could come up with a billion dollar product. We got to work on that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Elon would buy it. And it's, and the, my <laughs> beef, with, he would. Our, my beef is with the industry because we say we're environmentally forward. Yeah, we just continue to churn stuff out and don't make less stuff. I don't, I'm not taking on like ripping down American Eagle. I mean, because they're because they're at least they're not being disingenuous. They're like, we want to make clothes for teenagers and young adults and sell as many as we possibly can. Like, okay, that's what you there to what you're there to do. I feel like I feel like we should know better in the in the outdoor space. And then today, uh, I someone commented on my LinkedIn about this particular episode, which is funny. You bring this up about Patagonia. Ryan Gellert, who's the CEO of Patagonia, just had a piece in Time Magazine, and he starts to kind of go down this road about we need to make less, and yeah, he gets that, very that's been close his thing to from saying, the beginning. That has been his thing from the beginning, by the way. He has, but he he kind of it was a little. He was really close to saying this is what we have to do, but he didn't quite actually say mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was encouraged because no one in the outdoors is really saying it, except for Houdini. That's why I made the episode. I was so happy that somebody's like, "Yeah, we got to do this." And I think I, the, I think the thing that is still being missed for the impact is. Patagonia, you want to lead? Great. Call out all the other brands. Call out. Why aren't, why are people not collaborating? You know, we're talking, you know, why why is it just, we're operating in our own little silos and our own little slice of the pie. I think that'd be hugely important because even Houdini store, they're only going to have Houdini stuff in there. You're not going to go in and there's going to be Patagonia stuff, right? I mean, Patagonia does a couple things though. That's cool. Like they'll, they'll fix your shit no matter who made it. Like that workwear thing. Like, like they, they, um, I don't know if you can send it in and they'll fix it, but if you show up at their vans and stuff, like they'll fix your wetsuit. If it's a rip curl, they'll fix your jacket. If it's, if it's, I'm literally blanking (laughs) an REI jacket or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, And the, and they're really good about, um, Full disclosure, I do some work for Patagonia on the side, <laughs> but that's not why I'm saying all these things. They, um, they, uh, I'm just a lowly contractor, so I have no real skin in the game, but, um, you know, and they'll, uh, they share their tech with other brands, you know, like that's at least as far as their like wetsuit thing goes. It's like they figured out how to make wetsuits with, uh, Ulex instead of neoprene, and they immediately were like, all right, who else wants this? You know, so like they do, totally. they do that kind of thing, but you're right. I mean, like, I don't know how you, they still, have, but they also have four hundred skews of like down jackets. Like I don't know what the, but let's say I mean you. Well, I mean you know about like how Instant Pot's going bankrupt, right? Or went bankrupt. You know the brand. Instant no, Pot. I love my Instant Pot. Yeah, <laughs> and the reason why is because they were like, well, shit, we uh, only make this one thing, and it like lasts forever. 
Right. So what do we do? Right. So they, like, they can't like, make every, everybody yeah, has like, one now. So what do we do? Yeah, exactly. Like they, they tried to branch out into like air fryers and stuff, but it didn't really, I guess that didn't really catch on, but they, they hired too many people. You know, it's like, Oh, you know, we're making more money. We need more people. And all of a sudden, I mean, really what instant pot needs like three people really. I yeah. mean, it's like, they don't, they don't make those things. <laughs> right. Like, like somebody, you know, the, there's the factory in China that makes them. Right. You have a marketing person, a person on that does maybe their HR. I don't know. You need like four or five people tops, but they probably have 200 employees. So anyway, they're done. And like, I, maybe that's the issue. You know, it's like the way it's set up. If you're Patagonia, you have to sell all these things because you have this giant, enormous infrastructure that you have to support. I don't know. So where get, we're not so going to figure pull, it out right now. I pulled up the article on time.com and I can link that also in the show notes, but he, he says in his article here or this is column that he wrote for time over the past year, we, we being Patagonia have been asked if we should be selling more stuff so we can give away more money or become a nonprofit until we Effective can make products. Altruism, that, huh? Well, right. I mean, it's a little like, ah, oh, wait, we're making work. But also if you look at them, what they, what they tout, like, well, we've given away over $200 million, you know, to these causes. And it's like, yeah, but you're a billion dollar company. Like that's not a lot of money relative to the size of your company. Um, arguably our most important accomplishment from the first 50 years will not be the money given away or the products themselves, but instead proof that a business can be successful and in service to people and the planet at the same time. And yet this is still not enough. And he kind of wraps it up. And it was kind of like, I was, I was, that's where I was waiting. Like, come on, man, that's where you say. And, uh, and today I'm announcing that we're slashing our line yeah, by X number of like, products. Here's the other thing too. I mean, I don't know what we all want, right? Like yeah. how many of us are just like, Hey, Patagonia, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Anyway, back to my job. You uh, know, it's like totally. you're, you're working for somebody who's not doing like none. Of, it's like I don't know what we're. It's just like feels good to pull imperfect things down sometimes. You know, and it's like, what am I? You know, I who I I, I work. I do mark. I do some copywriting for brands that aren't perfect. You know, and it's like, so what do I have any like? I don't really have a leg to stand on to criticize brands that are trying really fucking hard. You know, I I hear you, but I think I think the and, and again, I always try to temper everything with Patagonia by saying they do more than anybody else. But I just feel like the floor is so low. Like it's just the the yeah. the, the, the the line is, and it's like, and everybody tries to tout you know their accomplishments, and they're not really accompli- accomplishments. Patagonia has made some amazing accomplishments. They really are doing things. And even then, I still say you're probably still making too much stuff. So I just that's where I that's where I feel like they should be. They are open to criticism. Um, but you're right. It's probably not fair because they're still doing more than everybody else. And we really should be talking about everybody who's not doing like a tenth as much as Patagonia for sure. And we don't we don't really know. I mean, like Patagonia employs a, so many lawyers and stuff to go like fight for little things all over the place. Like that's true. Like, too. That requires money. You know, it's it's not just like not like yep. Ryan Geller's just like sick. We sold this many more <laughs> units. I get a million extra bucks like they put that money into really good stuff, you know, so. Well, I think there. I I do think that Patagonia is kind of above reproach when it comes to this sort of stuff. I think there's plenty of other brands yeah, right. that are like pretend that, that are pretending. You know. Yeah, I I yeah, you're absolutely right. And but in other things, there there is good news if you look for it. And oftentimes we don't look for the good news. Like you sent me the article or the, or the uh, release this week about Mir water bottles. You know, they're Mir water bottles. Just like Mir is, I guess, what's similar to like a Hydro Flask. They're a reusable water bottle company, and they're launching a thing called Reclaim. Not just water bottles. I mean, everything like tumblers, cup, you know, like all like anything that will hold a liquid basically. Yeah. And their new reclaim program is they're saying, hey, if you have old damaged bottles, you don't like your bottle you have anymore. Send it back to us. We'll take care of responsibly recycling it and then give you store credit. That's awesome. Make it very easy for the consumer. Right. 
When yeah. I'm done with yeah. this, I send it to you and you take it from there. Because like to say like, well, you, here's what you need to do is like, well, about 600 miles from you, there's a facility that where you right. can take your bottle and they'll, they, you know, it's like, well, well that's not going to happen. Surfing tried to do that a little bit where you could like bring um, old busted boards into certain places and they would recycle the foam. But it's it was really hard to do because you had to take it somewhere, you know. So like this sort of thing is great. Nemo's doing that now. They have a couple products where you um, uh, that, that are made from like almost entirely recyclable material, but they're designed to be recycled again. So <clears throat> if you just get tired of the sleeping bag, I think the first thing they released is the sleep, Forte sleeping bag. Um, so when you're you know, if it, if it either gets like soiled or ripped up or, or you're just like, you know what? I don't really like it. You just mail it back to them and they mm. have a third party person that like can break all the fibers down and turn it into more right. stuff, which is cool. Like that, that, that kind of thing. I mean, we, I interviewed the CEO of Houdini a long time ago and, and, um, I wasn't sure, um, like what could be like, they, you know, it didn't seem like they had a lot of super like concrete plans, at least that they shared with me, uh, in motion in terms of how you're actually going to get, um, more people on board with a, like right. a circular economy when it comes to this sort of thing, but that's clearly taking off and people are used and then like online shopping helps. So like people are already used to ordering things online, obviously, but then also just going to UPS store to drop stuff off. I mean, right. That's like part of everyone's day now, right? Like, well, it is for mine, you know, like, Oh, I got to return some stuff to the, whatever, you know, it's just like, I go to the UPS store like th- five times a week. So hopefully more people are on board with that sort of stuff and don't mind sending things back. It has to be simple. That's just the key to it, right? I mean, that's kind of why, I you know, if I, I always point to organics as as a good comp for this kind of thing, is it's like when when organic food starts growing, people may, maybe not maybe don't even understand what organic is. Like, oh, it's healthier. It's like, no, nah, it's not. It's just grown better. But the bottom line yeah. is, if you see an organic sticker on a piece of fruit, and there's another piece of fruit that doesn't have that, it makes it very black or white. If you're if you're like, oh, if you value that, buy the organic one. Put your money there. I think that'll take off. I think that kind of thing will happen more in clothes and stuff too. I think it has to. I mean, like the young kids, man, they seem to really care. Although they, just, they certainly buy a lot of crap, but they do seem to care. That is the key to it. I mean, and that's, you know, I know that uh, the folks at Gear Trade who's, who do sponsor the show, they, they've, they've told me their, you know, their demographic is very young. Like, I'm sure it's much younger than most outdoor brands, you know, who are more like you and me. You know, I would shop there, you know, and people older than us. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, they think that is this is over time. It is absolutely going to take it over. And and again, yeah, Patagonia deserves credit where credit is due. Uh, I also feel like you know it's important to criticize where it, it feels criticism should be placed. There's other good news as well, right? So in the EU this week, there are, there's work being planned to there's a proposal to ban words like carbon neutral and nature's friend and hashtag green in marketing, unless the products can distribute, uh, excuse me, demonstrate excellent environmental performance. And that's another one because it's so easy to have one little thing in your product and be like, this is green, you know, like we've solved climate change and you still get to look cool in our jacket. It's like, no, actually, that's not how this yeah, works. Yeah, that's, I think that's actually good. I mean, it sounds kind of big yeah. brothery, like, like, uh, annoyance sort of thing if you're a business, but that I think is a really good thing. I mean, when I do, um, copywriting for brands on the side, there's so many things that we can't say because, some, I mean, I think, but because I work for good brands, right? Like, well, right. we can't technically say that, you know, like we can't technically say that this is like most of them won't let you use word sustainable at all because they know that it's not really. So like that's gone. Like that's I think great. at this point, if you if you see a word, if you see a brand using the word sustainable, you should probably be a little bit wary because it, like it's not, you know, like no matter what it is for the most part. And so, um, you know, little, just little things though, you yeah. know, like, like yeah. they really care a, a lot about making sure they're not saying something they can't back up, but that's not the case with everybody. So that's definitely, right. I think that's a good thing. 
Anyway, well, that's great. Hey, listen, Phil, uh, that was what impeccably timed. I swear Phil didn't know when we were recording today, so that just kind of popped right does, in my but inbox. But now he does, so we're going to have to switch it up. All right, Phil, you know... Phil's getting too close. Yeah, I have a couple other... We're going to skip these other emails, because. Uh, but, but that was a good one, too. Phil, well done, sir. All right, that wraps up this episode of The Rock Bike. Be sure to listen to part two, where Justin and I do a gear review of a new bike that Justin got, along with some outdoor headlines. Please give us a five-star rating and follow wherever you get your podcast. That is the single best way to help out our show. I really appreciate it. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. Here to take us out is Krista Makes from Less Than Jake with the Rock Fight Fight Song. Listen to part two, Rock Fighters. Rock Fight!